Hey friends, Hannah here with the Practically Well podcast, where I will be bringing you amazing holistic guests to educate, inspire, and empower you to live your healthiest, fullest life in a practical way. As an acupuncturist and coach, I believe that the mind and body are deeply connected and that when we can tap into these natural reservoirs within ourselves and heal, anything is possible. So it is my goal to bring you a variety of transformative topics and practices to the table in a simple, digestible way so that you can break down old barriers, seek out new holistic methods, and up-level your mindset and life so that you can get wherever you want to go. It is all in your hands, and I'm here to be your guide. So let's get started. Hey friends, and welcome to another beautiful day on the Practically Well podcast. So when I was thinking about what I wanted to talk with you all about today, I was thinking about just all the different arenas in our lives where wellness comes into play. And I think that oftentimes we make the common mistake of only thinking about wellness when it comes to our physical and mental health. And sometimes those don't even make the list all the time. So I want to start branching out a little in terms of what areas of wellness I include content-wise on here for you guys, because I think it's so important to have an awareness and an intentionality in every area of our lives. And today, I want to talk about relationships. So this relationship discussion can definitely be applied to any relationship in your life, you know, the one with your partner, your friends, your coworkers, your family members, et cetera, et cetera. And I will say that this concept can definitely be tweaked and adjusted based on what relationship you're working on. So like, for example, while it may be super important to be deeply honest with your partner about, you know, how you're feeling about something, and while it can be honest or valuable, excuse me, to be honest with, let's say, your boss about certain things, there's probably a different way you approach something like that with a boss versus a partner, of course, because there's a different level of connection and manner to how to most effectively approach a given scenario. Make sense? So while a lot of these principles definitely can be applied to many kinds of relationships, I want to give you a list of some key ingredients today to have a healthy romantic relationship. And I want to tell you that I have learned some, if not all, of these the hard way. (laughs) And now that I am actively practicing what I call relationship fitness in my current relationship with Sean, I'm extremely happy and fulfilled and just grateful for the lessons I learned that brought me here today. And of course, like any relationship, there's going to be ups and downs, challenges, and things to celebrate. And it's just like any other aspect of wellness, right? It's a practice and you're not going to do it perfectly every time. Sometimes you're going to do it very, very um, clumsily, (laughs) if you will. It won't always be the most graceful. That was the word I was looking for. Um, But it's still a practice. And I think that bringing awareness to it and starting to practice it is the best place to begin in order to have a more fulfilling well-rounded, happy relationship. So first and foremost, what is relationship fitness? Well, what I've learned over the years is that growing a romantic relationship is not unlike growing a healthy physical body. If you want to be strong and healthy physically, you have to flex those muscles on a regular basis to create the results you want. 
So like the first time you go to the gym or maybe even the first several times you go, it's going to be challenging, right? You're going to be sore. But if you keep at it and stay committed and consistent and know that the best results come from this, excuse me, practice of diligence and intentionality, you will create something better than you could have ever imagined. So with that being said, you might ask, what are the things that go into really stellar relationship fitness? Well, let's dive in. Have you ever dreamt about recording a podcast and connecting with thousands of listeners or more on topics that you're passionate and knowledgeable about? If you're like me, you totally have. And if you're also like me, you've probably been putting it off for ages because you just didn't know where to start and probably felt overwhelmed about the idea of editing, getting it out there, and figuring out a way to make money from it someday. All of that changed for me when I discovered Anchor. Anchor is an amazing platform that is the easiest way to create a podcast. So why is it so special, you may ask? Well, number one, it's totally free. You heard me right, totally free. Number two, they have awesome creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, so you don't need a bunch of fancy editing gear anymore. Number three, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Number four, you can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And number five, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one convenient place. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, so number one, extreme communication. So people always tell you to communicate with your partner and then it's one of the building blocks for happiness, yada, yada, yada. But what I've found is that adding the word extreme to it takes it to a whole new level. I'll give you some examples. So when Sean and I first started dating, we agreed to be immediately upfront about our pasts. And this included who we had hooked up with. Now, I know some of you might be saying or thinking, oh, no, 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 that's never a good idea. Or I did that once and it backfired majorly. And I agree, it certainly can. And this is why you have to go about it in a very intentional way. So whenever we would go out to a bar, to a party or something with friends, and one of us was being introduced to someone that the other had had fun times with in the past, We would let that person know within a few minutes of the interaction, if not before. And we would go about it just in a very clear, simple way, like, just so you know, I used to sleep with this person, or just so you know, I dated this person a few times. And the reason we do this is so that, and are in full agreement about doing this with each other, is because it just puts all the cards out on the table and takes that secret out of it. You know, if we're we're totally open and upfront about people from our past, it really has shown the other person that it simply is a past fact and that there's nothing to hide. For us, it really just fostered a much deeper sense of trust in the other person and showing, yes, I'm committed to you. Here's somebody from my past, just thought you should know, cool, move on. So for us, that was incredibly beneficial. And if that's something that you you have struggled with with your partner, it might be something to consider. Um, And then another example is agreeing to voice how we feel in any given situation. For example, if, you know, Sean says or does something that maybe rubbed me the wrong way, 
I'll bring it up with him as soon as possible and in a calm, loving, and clear way. I will say I'm not always graceful about this, (laughs) and I am learning and growing and being as intentional about it as I can. So in doing this, nothing gets swept under the rug, and resentment doesn't even have a chance to build up. And yes, some things might slip through the cracks, nobody's perfect, but if the same theme is coming up over and over again in your relationship, it might be time to start implementing extreme communication in this way. Disagreements and arguments and feelings are all normal aspects of a relationship. They only become toxic if you ignore them. So if you're listening to this and think I'm totally insane, (laughs) that's totally fine. But I also want you to do a little reflection about your own relationship. Are there secrets? Have you ever worried that your partner was hiding something about a past lover or feelings towards other people? Are there things in your relationship, whether past persons or other things, that you feel like are going left unsaid or only said in the most extreme of circumstances? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I highly recommend that you try integrating extreme communication into your relationship and explain to your partner what this concept is and why you want to implement it. It may and very possibly will be a little uncomfortable and clunky at first, but if you both agree to practice it as much as possible with intentionality and care, there will be a sense of ease and openness created that maybe wasn't there before. All right, so number two, respect your differing opinions. This one was a big learning curve for me, friends. And I can honestly say that I don't know if I would have gotten this one down if it hadn't been for my relationship with Sean. So for those of you who know me, you know that I am a pretty stubborn person. And while I know that I'm not right about everything, I think I'm definitely right about a lot of things. (laughs) And while it's certainly not, or it certainly is, excuse me, a good thing to be passionate about your values and stand up for your beliefs, it's also incredibly important to be able to hold space for someone else's beliefs and values, even and especially when they're not perfectly in alignment with your own, and especially when that happens in a romantic relationship. So I'm going to tell you a little story about this from my experience and then explain why this second principle is so important. So I grew up in an incredibly politically liberal household and a very intense belief system about the other side or, you know, the conservative party, non-liberals was ingrained in me from, you know, day one. And I kind of followed that without a lot of thought. I would never, of course, like find myself judging a friend who thought differently from me, but it was always like this deep value system that I had from a young age that it would be impossible to date someone long-term who wasn't a liberal or at least close to it. And I didn't examine that until much later. So when I met Sean and fell in love with him, I didn't know his political affiliation, and when I found out that his political leanings were not identical to mine, I had a really hard time with it, and I was shocked that he wasn't having a hard time with it. He would tell me that he didn't care that we had different beliefs about certain things and that he wanted to have an open discussion about it and learn more about my thoughts and grow, and 
my <laughs> my response was, no, I'm right and you're wrong. Again, just utter grace. <laughs> it was one of my most mature moments in life, you might say. <laughs> but even though I wasn't budging, he continued to respect me and love me. And eventually, with a lot of conversations and practice, I began to respect his too. Do I agree with everything? No. But do I wish that everything we thought was exactly in alignment? Also, no. The fact that we can have differing opinions about certain things in the world and still love and respect each other is, in my opinion, a true testament to what love really is. Because loving someone is not about having all the same opinions and agreeing all the time. To me, real love comes when you love and see the entirety of someone, their strengths, their weaknesses, the things you agree with, the things you don't agree with, and loving them with all of that because all those little pieces make them who they are, this person that you love. It is a muscle that is so imperative to flex in order to have relationship fitness and wellness. And if we all did this for each other in all arenas of our lives, I honestly think and believe that the world would be a very different place. So number three, have your own things. So as the saying always goes, you know, too much of anything isn't a good thing. And honestly, this is the same with romantic relationships. <laughs> so often we're made to believe that if we don't want to spend every single second of the day with our partners, that something has gone terribly wrong. And I'm here to tell you that all that means is something has gone terribly right. And it's a good thing to have separate time and separate things. Even if the main time you spend apart from your partner is when you're both at work, doing your own jobs, living your, your own lives with your own coworkers and all that, it's still vitally important to flex the muscle of spending time apart and knowing that this is a positive thing. And with that, expressing in a clear and loving way to your partner when maybe you need a little extra time alone. I love coming home at the end of the day and having time when Sean and I fill each other in on what happened in our time apart. And then there's this great sense of enjoyment when you actually are spending that quality time together. Absence makes the heart grow fonder is, you know, a cheesy saying, but sayings like that became popular for a reason because they're universally true. And with that being said, some days I come home at the end of a long day and I need a little time apart, or maybe he does. And so we'll just go to separate areas of the house for a little while and take some time to decompress, watch our, our separate Netflix shows, whatever it is. And, and that's totally okay because we know that we come together and spend awesome time together and know that it's okay to have time apart too. And that doesn't mean that something's gone horribly wrong. So another way to think about this practice is the idea that you have everything you need when it comes to fulfillment in your life already, alone by yourself, and that your relationship is icing on the cake. When we make our partners our entire world and don't create space for our own things, we not only begin to lose our own identity, but we also miss out on so many other amazing aspects of life. So take some time now to do an audit of how you're spending your time outside of your relationship and see what adjustments you can make to make the way you spend time apart and together flourish. 
All right. Number four, put alone time together on the calendar. So that means time when it's just the two of you and you're not with friends and all of that. This one is a non-negotiable <laughs> because with the busy lives we all lead these days, it is incredibly easy for the time to get away from us and suddenly look back and realize that a month has gone by without a date night of some kind. Just as it's super crucial to make sure you have alone time and your own things, it's equally important to be intentional about how you plan alone time together. Whether it's a date night out, a movie night in, some intimate time, or something else entirely. Flexing that time management muscle from this perspective gives both of you something special to look forward to, and it guarantees that you'll have enough alone time to connect and share and just be together. So sit down with your partner at the beginning of each month and plan out a few date nights or even one or two. They don't have to be fancy. They just have to involve quality alone time. No friends, no kids, no relatives, just the two of you. Get a babysitter, tell your friends you'll see them tomorrow night or the next weekend, and create space to grow and nurture your relationship. I promise you it will be so worth it. And number five, wake up every day and actively choose to love them. This one sounds silly, I know, <laughs> but I wanted, it, I wanted to include it as number five here because when I heard this phrase for the first time, it really struck a chord with me. I'm not going to lie. I heard it on a Grey's Anatomy episode. <laughs> and at the same time, I found it so meaningful because as your relationship grows and time passes, you're going to have ups and downs. You're going to have moments fueled by crazy passion and others where maybe you're feeling less jazzed about the other person or even you're a little pissed off at them for whatever. But when you've committed to a person and you love them and want to be with them, you are making a choice to wake up every day and keep choosing them. And so on the days when you're a little annoyed or feeling disconnected or not as hot and heavy as you were the first few months in, I invite you to think about this concept. I invite you to intentionally and consciously choose to love them that day and keep choosing to love them every day. Just thinking about that wonderful choice that you get to love this person is just such an instant heart warmer and sometimes can light that spark again if it's feeling a little lost. Just like choosing to commit to our physical fitness every time we move our bodies, we can practice actively choosing to love the person standing before us and remind ourselves of all the things we love about them every day. So I sincerely hope that you take all these ideas and just run with them. And if you get nothing else out of this, I hope that you remember that your relationship with your partner can and should be treated like any other wellness practice in your life in order for it to really just be everything that you want it to be. It can be one of the most rewarding pieces of your life if you tend it well. And I can say from personal experience that it can also slip away faster than you can imagine with neglect or fear of having hard conversations. So Start practicing these concepts, flex those muscles, and take your relationship wellness 
to the next level. Thanks so much for tuning in, friends. Have a great rest of the week. Namaste. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you've heard, it would be everything if you would subscribe to this podcast and leave me a five-star review. It is my goal to spread as much healing energy and education as possible, and every little bit helps. So thanks again for listening, and until next time, namaste.